this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Sonia Stein, welcome to Music Stories. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're very welcome. Now, you're you're a busy lady um, because at the moment you're touring, aren't you? And you're talking to me from Glasgow in, in uh, the UK. And you're touring with James Arthur, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm supporting James Arthur on his UK tour. And what's that like to support it's him? It's been really fun. I mean, it's the, my first time performing since um, everything shut down a couple of years ago. So just mm. being able to be in a room with people again is incredible. And his crowds have been really friendly and receptive. So it's been yeah. good. And what's, what's James Arthur like? He's really sweet. I, he's, he's a bit like him. He's protecting himself against COVID. So I haven't had too much time with him, but we've said hello a couple of times and he's been really sweet. Well, I guess that everybody has to do that in your industry because if you get ill, then you you can't work. Yeah, exactly. So that's the problem. Okay, so um, I've uh, done some research on you. Uh, Just a bit, so don't worry. Um, (laughs) You've had 8 million downloads or streams um, for your songs. Um, you've had over 7 million video views as well. Um, and you've toured not only with James Arthur right now, but with Dido as well in 2019. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. It was it was my first, like, proper tour. So it was it was really an incredible experience. Yeah. And obviously I can, I can just about tell that you're from America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually uh, from Poland. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but I went to an international American school, actually, in, in Poland when I was younger. So that's why I have this accent. A slight <laughs> accent. Well, my, I, I'm in the south of France, but I haven't got a French accent. I've still got my North London accent, <laughs> which is where I come I know. From. I've, I keep waiting for my English accent to kick in, but <laughs> it hasn't. <laughs> are you staying in the UK now? Are you going back to, uh, to the, the States later? Uh, no, I'm staying. I live in London, so after oh. the tour, I'll be back in London. Okay, fantastic. All right. Well, I was born in London. I know it well. Mm. Okay, so um, I've listened to your. So you've got a new single out called Apocalypse, which I has, <laughs> I struggle to pronounce for some reason. <laughs> Apocalypse. Um, but I, I've listened to it. It's it's stunning. It's amazing. Your voice is incredible. Thank you. Thanks so much. No, no worries. Um, what would you describe your style musically to be? This is always such a tough question for me because I, I have no idea, but I love hearing like the other day I read a review of, of the, my show (laughs) and somebody wrote that it was like funk and soul mixed with contemporary pop. And I was like, cool, that sounds good. What's that? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because in my head, I see myself as quite like a classical singer songwriter Mm -hmm. in the, in the sense where for me, the song always comes first and the story is really important, what the song is about. Um, and then the production feels like the kind of clothes that I put on it. And okay. depending on the mood I'm in that day, like I want to dress differently. So when you look like listen to my catalog, you can hear that I like to experiment with different genres. Uh, yeah. But in my mind, the consistency is like the the storytelling and the song and the lyric writing and the like the songwriting. 
Yeah. Uh, so you write the lyrics first and then put the music to it afterwards? Uh, I mean, that's it's always different. Uh, usually they kind of happen simultaneously. Like I'll come up with a line that just sings really well and then I'll think about like, what does this, why, why did I just write this line? Like, what does it mean to me right now? And then like the theme of the song will emerge. That's usually how it happens. But then sometimes I'll just have a whole poem and that will become a song or, yeah, it's always a little bit different. Yeah, brilliant. I suppose it depends what's inspiring you at the time. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, I like, um, uh, you had a, a single in um, a couple of years ago, Letters to You. That I love mm-hmm. that. That's And that's totally different from Apocalypse. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, on that one, Letters to You, who was the letter to, if you can tell me, and who was having the baby? <laughs> uh, well, it's it was a guy from high school uh, that I used to just like, he was a very present figure in my life for many years. And I always thought even if we didn't end up together, we'd always be friends and he'd always mm. just be a, like a, a, a friend that would, you know, when we were 60, I could like call him and and we'd have a chat. And it was just, I found out that he was having a baby through like a comment on Facebook because clearly we'd lost touch. And it was just like this strange moment of realizing like, oh, this person that I thought would be in my life forever is now like a stranger on the internet. And I'm finding out this like huge milestone for him through like the most impersonal way. (laughs) Yeah, that's what the song's about. Good old Facebook. Yeah, and and uh, did that make you feel sad at all because he'd lost touch and he was having a baby with somebody else, and that's what inspired the song? Yeah, it wasn't even like with somebody else is like I wanted to have the baby with him, but it was like it was just this nostalgia of like passage of time, I guess, and like mm-hmm. realizing that what you thought life would be like is is nothing like it is now. <laughs> yeah, I understand. All right, I, I ask uh, all the people I interview. This question, I'm going to ask you this question as well. I need you to be totally straight with me. You need to be honest. No, you will be. You're, you look like an honest woman. <laughs> I, I, need you to, <laughs> I need you to answer this question, okay? Do you or have you ever practised singing in the bathroom holding a hairbrush? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Many different objects as well. Like I like to pretend everything's a, a, a microphone. Like, well, tell, bad, like, tell me what the objects are. I need I need variations on hairbrushes. Um, any kind of like product that I can grab, like a yep. little bottle or a thing or a spoon. Yep. Um, I mean, anything that's like within my reach, <laughs> I just find it fun. And just my hand. I usually just use my hand like this. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I can't sing, so I, you know, but I understand microphones. As a sound <laughs> as a sound engineer, I, I collect them actually. <laughs> but I think it's also like a, a subconscious um, gesture that I do when people ask me what I do. I'm like, oh, I'm a singer, and I put my hand up like this to my face, like a microphone. Okay, fascinating. And, and, <laughs> and does that help? Does it help in your rehearsal? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I think it does. I think all of the performances that you do by yourself in front of the mirror end up. And, it, and, and here's another ridiculous question. It, when you're on stage singing into a microphone, is it tempting to brush your hair with the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, to be honest, I don't really brush my hair. <laughs> uh, so it's not usually a hairbrush for me because I have really curly hair and yeah. brushing it just makes it go really frizzy. So Excellent. <laughs> Who, who's your musical? Let's get back to, to normality and sensible questions. Uh, <laughs> um, I have to ask, though. Um who musically inspires you? Who who are your heroes in the music industry? 
Mm, I think when I started songwriting, um, I discovered like a whole new world of other female singer songwriters that were writing on the piano because before that point I had a very kind of, I was only exposed to just very mainstream music. Mm. And so I discovered people like Regina Spector, who was like my biggest inspiration at the time and Fiona Apple. And I discovered people like Leonard Cohen and like these incredible lyricists and just like people who I think before when I wanted to be a singer, I thought that I needed to have this like enormous voice, like Aretha Franklin or Christina Aguilera or whatever. And and then I discovered like all of these other singers that were using their voice in completely different ways. And I felt like, oh, I can I can actually be a singer without being like this huge diva voice. Mm, mm, understand. Um, what instruments do you play? You play keyboards, don't you? Yeah, I play piano um, just well enough to kind of write a song or accompany myself, but I wouldn't like... I, I don't know how to, you know, when you watch a piano player just communicate through the keys, like I, mm. I can't do that. <laughs> mm. You know, um, all the great pian- pianists uh, can't read music. Yeah, no, they're completely like self-taught and yeah. just. People like Elton John and people like that, you know, the fantastic music players. Uh, piano players are very, very successful as well. Oh, that's good. Okay, so tell me about this tour that you're on then. You're you're in Glasgow at the moment. Um, have you got another gig there t- uh, tonight or are you moving on? Yeah, we're playing there tonight and then we move on to Birmingham. Um, where else are we going? We're going to Southend. We're going to Liverpool. We're going to Manchester. And then we're ending with Belfast and Dublin. Wow. How do you find touring? Is it is it? It sounds exhausting. It sounds really tiring. I've I've done, you know, some some filming trips where I'm, I'm you know, I wake up one day in a new place and you have to do do another shoot and so on. Uh, but that's that's easy really compared to performing on stage. Mm. Well, the performance part is is really energizing, and it's half an hour. Like my set is only half an hour long. Okay. Um. So that. I think it's the traveling that's the most exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so I've found little ways, especially because I've, I did the tour with Dido. I was kind of mentally prepared for like, okay, I'm going to want all of these things to, to be able to make the most of the rest that I get. So like mm-hmm. I brought my like scented candles and all of my like teas that I like to drink and like my pillow and just like my slippers, you know, things that, make me feel comfortable and make me immediately just go into like a relaxed state when I get into you a know, new hotel room. You sound like my wife. <laughs> she, she has all these funny teas um, and some of them are quite nice. Some of them are terrible, but uh, yeah. Um, and candles and, and uh, she has crystals and things like that around as well. Yeah. Um, I think I have one with me. I've got my candle on here now. Oh yeah. A scented one. Is that vanilla? It is um, vetiver, cedarwood, and bergamot. Oh my word! Well, that sounds <laughs> sounds gorgeous. <laughs> it is <laughs> okay. All right, tell me about Apocalypse then, which is your new single. Um, what was the inspiration behind that? Because it sounds a bit final. <laughs> yeah, I think it was I, based on a, a note that I found in an old notebook of mine that said. Um, it was clearly written, I think, at the beginning of my relationship. And I think I was like, I felt conflicted because on one side, I was really having a lot of climate anxiety and just like end of the world anxiety. And then on this 
the other hand, I was kind of just like diving in like headfirst into this new relationship. And I felt I was like questioning whether that was like a healthy form of escapism or whether Mm. it was just me being present with something that's good in my life. And that doesn't mean that I'm ignoring all these horrible things that are happening in the world. So I think it's something that it's quite relatable right now because everyone I think feels like they shouldn't be having a nice time if all these horrible things are happening. But Mm. I think all of these things can coexist in the world, which yeah, what life's about. (laughs) You say say you're from Poland originally. Have you got relatives over there and are they okay at the moment? Yeah, um, most most of the people that I know are taking in um, people right now. Refugees. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's quite an intense time for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, well, I wish them well. Uh, Sonia Stein, thank you so much for talking to me on Music Stories. You've been brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so <laughs> and, much. and good luck with the rest of the tour with uh, James Arthur. Say hello. Um, I will. <laughs> and um, we'll play a little bit of your single now on the podcast, Apocalypse. Uh, thanks again for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that it'll help and inspire others in the music industry. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you would like a professional podcast made or would like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com Music Stories with Tony Lloyd.